Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrim, a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and the consequences that follow. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Gray, or Gray the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Book 2, Chapter 40 Questions and Decisions Arnus, Vale, and Darvin, you stand before Barifax, God of Celestials. Their eyes glow amber as they sit in judgment of you. Having completed the trials, you await your opportunity to ask your questions. You've been informed that you can each ask three questions, one for each trial you've finished. Samudio has been granted no questions. He is to be judged for his attack on Goshia while you are in Vale's memory book. Barathax stares down at you, unblinking as the chamber darkens. They wave a hand over the floor in front of you causing a massive circular panel to slowly roll away. An intense green and yellow light erupts from the opening as three books of incredible size float up. Barifax explains, These are the books of history. They contain the collected knowledge of every other book in the temple. The books rise above Barifax, starting with the ones on the left and the right. This is the common history of Skyrand, and this is the secret history. As the central book rises up, they continue. And this is the true history of Skyrand. It contains information either lost to mortals or deemed too dangerous to be released. The books continue to float above Barifax, as three amber tendrils of energy connect them all together. Barifax addresses you again. Before we get on with your questions, I have one for you. An image of the pillow room coalesces in front of you. You see the monstrous versions of yourselves along with the remaining Gosrum from the future room. The alternate yous are resting as Gosrum attends to them, making sure they are comfortable. What is to be done with them? <laughs> oh, goddamn. I don't know. I thought they would just disappear like everything else. That's not the answer, though. Um, I, I can tell you why we didn't kill them, if that is helpful. I mean... That will help us know why they are there, but doesn't answer the question of what comes next for them. I don't... In real? I thought they were like constructs or something. They're not particularly real. So then does it matter? Or is this... That's why I'm asking you. Still part of our judgment... We're always judging you. Yeah. Well, I mean, that much I knew. 
<laughs> uh, let it be noted, I don't actually roll my eyes in front of a god. Um, we could take them with us. We could make them our like army. I don't think they can actually leave. We could see what happens. Imagine having a fake I mean, gossroom on our side. They can't leave that room, right? They can't come out here. No. No. They're like in there or like in the room that they came out of, and that's pretty much it. Wait, as long as they're there, can other people use the like little judgy chamber? No one needs it right now. But as soon as somebody needs it, won't they just reset? We could erase them at any time we chose. Should that be now? Are they self-aware? Do we have to worry about the morality of this, or is it just a... You spent time with them. What do you think? I feel like he's asking me to reset the holodeck. Like, this is no brand. But I'm not... not real. Just reset them already. I... We did spend time with them. Here's the thing. Like, that's my opinion as Vail well. Said, but... Vail, Vail's finally going to speak, because they've been saying they're doing nothing. <laughs> but I... And Vail says, I, it's yeah. the equivalent like of waking tested. up for, from a dream. Let them be done with. Huh? I don't... I don't... Well, you're not killing them, because they're not alive. So... Dematerialize them or whatever oh, okay. magic you put oh. forth to bring them forth. Turn it off. I, I sh- I'm, I'm just confused as to why it's up to us. I assumed that after we were done in there, it would like automatically get reset, and then we would be judged. But now we're like continuing to be judged, even though like we cut out. I'm very confused. Well, the individual chambers have all been wiped. Nothing usually comes back. Into the pillow room, though. Oh, I see. So we're in, like, new territory. Um, so are the rocks still in there, too, from the second chamber? I, yeah, I think you can still see some of those rocks in there. So, well then, okay, nothing usually comes through, but sometimes things do. That seems to be the case. That seems to be the case. This was the only time. We don't know why. I'm worried about asking questions because I'm worried they're going to be like, no, no, that's no. question one. No, no, no. This no. isn't part of your guys' questions. I kind of figured this that. Is, yeah, this is I, God's surprise task for you. So this has never happened before, right? <clears throat> oh, I wouldn't say never. But when it does happen, it's important to know what you would do. Well, I mean, here's the thing. We As let him, part of our judgment. We let him go because he was clearly off dealing with something else. He had no interest in us. Like, If he's not going to fight us, we didn't want to fight him. That's mm-hmm. why we let him go. You have to reset the room eventually, so I don't honestly see any reason to let them continue thinking they're alive when they're not actually. if this is a version of Gostrom that's relatively benign, we'll say. Benign. And we should find out what sorts of powers they have and where those powers are, what domain those powers are limited to. It's all hypothetical because it's not really Gostrom. It's not real. It wasn't. It's a construct. It wasn't really Gostrom in the future chamber, and it's not really Gostrom out here either. But if it can come from one to the other, then it's not entirely fictitious. It is based on whatever knowledge or creation they put into it. It's not based on the actual Gostrom. He could be. He could burst into flame. He could turn into a flower. Could do anything that they ask him to do. It's their magic. Shut it down. I don't understand why we're having this conversation. Vale says out loud. Well that's I mean that's kind of that that's kind sense. of what I just said. Like if like they they were never real to begin with, right? We know that. Somehow they were able to breach the door, which we don't know how they did that because they didn't go that way. And 
they're just chilling in there, it seems actually almost cruel to let them continue thinking they're alive when we know that they're not. <laughs> Darwin, do you have anything to add? I mean, yeah, I get what they're saying, yes. But if this is a rare occurrence and we don't know exactly what triggered it, it seems worth investigating, especially because... That's not our job. Then let them investigate it. I know. But we have an instance of a fictitious god who seems relatively... And I know it's not the real Gashram. That's not what I'm saying. But they, you... ma- but they managed to get themselves into the pillow room. I would be interested to see what else they could do, especially if it could help us outside Wouldn't of the you room. have an extended conversation with an illusion to try to help yourself understand an actual person who the illusionist has never met? That's not the point. That is the exact point. <laughs> That's not the point. That is the exact point. <laughs> that is the exact point. <laughs> not the so point. Arnis is going to go. Just like, I'm out. <laughs> Does anybody have any herbal remedies for a headache? <laughs> you know you travel around with a healer, right? Can you heal? Vale forgot I was a healer. Thanks, Vale. Jerk. And now they're both angry with me. I'm done. Right. Apparently All my right. companions so... dislike science and inquiry. <laughs> Is there anything to be learned from this, like, weird occurrence? Is there any new knowledge to be gained from it? No doubt. Well, then no, study it. Then leave them and study it. So you... You've changed your position, then. You wish for them to remain. I don't know. It it honestly makes no difference to me. But it seems like there might be new knowledge to be gained. That seems like something you all might want. So why don't you do what you would want? It's your room. An equally good answer. So we've got Vale saying, wipe it now. Arna saying, learn what you can. Darwin. I mean, it sounds like you want to go in there and talk to Gossroom. Yeah. I'm not going in there, so have fun doing it yourself. That is a solo quest. <laughs> Alright. Barifax says, Very well. Just wipes the image away. We'll do nothing with them just yet. Now then, as for your judgment, I am pleased that you all completed the trials. No one gave up. No one died. That's always pleasant. We prefer not to have to clean that up. Good to know we have an inconvenience job. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, I'm glad we haven't left a mess. Darvin, you handled the past in an interesting fashion. Explain to me. The god asks in a way, of course, knowing the answer. Um, but explain to me, what is the law of your god? The law of my god, specifically about the undead, is that the only... Good death is a permanent death. So tell me, why did you allow the undead to remain and for the lich there to continue bringing them back? I have two reasons. The first is, that is the law of my god, but it's never been my prerogative to not allow the undead. That's something Coram handles. He says, you know, one moment undead people are fine, the next moment there's this crazy instance with priest Diego and all that, and he says, no more undead. And so it was more by his decree, not so much any any specific rules on my part. That's reason mm-hmm. one. He kind of made it impossible, not so much a violation of any kind, because it's just not doable. So it doesn't really affect my actions. And reason two? Reason two is that 
this scenario was set well before that decree. So mm. me running around and trying to murder undead people and the guy trying to raise them would have been unnecessary and probably a little tasteless. I see. I see. So, is this the only law that you adhere to? Coral's law. It's the main law. What is another law that you hold? Well, I mean, when I'm not carrying out Coram's will, specifically. Yes, exactly. Outside of Coram's reach. I try my hardest to obey local legislations. So, when it doesn't conflict Coram's law. There are times when they conflict, and then Coram wins. Obviously. So, let's say something like stealing. Oh, God. What is your position there? Um, I'm... I mean, there may be occasions where if it were to survive or if we needed it for, you know. But mostly, no, I'm not going to steal. I avoid it. Okay. In that case, let's say you go to another land Mm -hmm. where stealing is not illegal, where it's encouraged or at least permissed. Would you steal? I think I would avoid going to that land in the first place. We don't always get to control where we end up. So stealing is permissed. If it's not specifically required, then no. And if someone were to steal from you there? Oh, but is violence also legal? (laughs) (laughs) This is why Darwin's the best. (laughs) Is violence also legal? Uh, Let's say, so long as it does not surpass... What was stolen from you? Okay, then depending on the scenario, who did the stealing, what they stole, I would probably either attempt to steal said item back, or steal something else from them, or reasonable amount of violence, depending. (laughs) Within reason. I would not use deadly force. Okay. Thank you, Darvin. Arnis. Arnis the healer. The great... Your self-law is, well, unique in that you don't follow somebody else's set of rules. It's fine. I'm not here to judge you based on that alone. But I am here to judge you, of course. (laughs) Tell me, Aranis, is there anybody you wouldn't heal, given the opportunity, of course? (laughs) Thank you for the uh, oh-so-loaded question. Um, Yeah, well, no. Fabulous. Is there anyone you wouldn't heal? I don't tend to heal people who are attempting to hurt us or our friends. So, really, I'm not going to rush to heal anybody who has openly, either by actions or words, like proclaimed themselves mm-hmm. to be, for lack of a better term, my enemy. Understandable. So outside of your enemies, then, if someone is in need, you heal them without question. God, what did I do? Generally, yeah, if I'm paying enough attention to do so. (laughs) Which doesn't get me out of whatever it is you're asking me about, but... (laughs) Tell me, aside from your friends here in the room... Does that that include Sam? Yes, that includes Sam. Okay. Sam is in here. Have you healed other people? Yes. And do you charge for this service? No. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting indeed. No, I make uh, I make just fine money as a bard. I'm fine. So no, I don't charge people. So then, why did you hold Talia's healing ransom for unbounding your friend here, Sam? 
The simple and perhaps not so kind answer is uh, that Sam has Sam has gone to the mat for me on more than one occasion, put his life on the line for mine mm-hmm. and these two. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to do anything that was going to put him in more danger than was necessary. We were already going into an unknown situation. So Talia is a danger to you. Mm, that's <laughs> absolutely not what I'm saying. We were going into an unknown situation, right? We didn't know what was coming at us. If I had Sam with me, I wanted him to be able to fight for himself mm. rather than rather than us having to also protect him in addition to dealing with whatever was coming at us. I see. I see. Very well. Now, I believe I have asked enough questions. So as the three of you know, you each get three questions. Now, you can ask them all at once. You can take turns. You can ask them in private if you wish. Some information is best kept secret, but it's up to you. Who would like to start? Artist is pointing at Vale. Vale, go first. Vale knows exactly what they want. Um, I got three questions for you. One at a time, please. Oh, I know that. <laughs> like a genie. Question number one. How do I return the changelings of Earl to their original selves? Ah, yes. We are aware of that situation. The simple answer is to destroy the means keeping them in their state. The elven water, I believe, it is called. Okay. They do have a great supply. Rather, they used to. They've been rebuilding, though. And then it's a matter of time. But as long as that water is being produced, I'm afraid you will never get what you want. All right, that was an easy one. That was an easy one. Number two. What happened to my mother at her meeting with Pathox and following it? Your mother. Your mother. And you see the tendril of amber energy kind of flare and flow into Barifax a little bit more. Hmm. Ah. Perseverance. New changelings are sometimes difficult to keep track of, but not impossible. Your mother. Barifax shakes their head. They accepted a job. They accepted a mask. They went off to... They confronted someone they should not have. Even with that mask. Barifax just glances at Darvin a moment. Corm can be cold. He does not like being challenged. He did not kill her personally, but one of his high priests. Um, trying to think here if there's like more information that Barifax would give you. Um, yeah, yeah, I think there is. Eh? In the far south of Sarakar, in the city of Libera, your mother went to confront Corum and met her fate at the hands of the priest Malsius. Uh, my last question it took a while to word, um, but I think this is the best way to word it, because Vale's reflected on what exactly they want from Olenir, and it's not their life. So, Vale's question is, what can I do to Olenir to make her feel a pain equal to that I've felt for what has been done to the changelings of Earl? Ooh. Not to the death. Oh, I've got a good answer here. I leave you in agony. Unless I'm mistaken, you are upset about the events in Earl. 
and the circumstances there. You have felt powerless to change it. Taking her power would probably be the most equal thing you could do. Death is so final. But to leave her unable to stop your actions would be equal. Well, Vale has made it rather simple. Darwin or Aranus? What would you ask of me? How do I kill Pathox, a god of chaos? Hmm. I was... I was aware you were going to be asking this. Before I answer you, I just need to warn you something. Barifax stands up and walks towards you. Shrinking as they do so, two of their wings, let's say the lower set, wrap in smaller. Create a second little pocket just for the two of you. Where it is quite dark, except for their glowing amber eyes. Veil and Darvin, as this happens, you see the two of them disappear into Barifax's wings, and you can't hear anything that they're saying at the moment. Aranus Gray, the truth you seek is carefully guarded. You must vow not to share it with anyone unless they can trust you with their life. People would kill for this knowledge if they knew it existed. As they say this, the wings that are surrounding you begin to glow like a bioluminescent light. Amber, yellow, creating a nice warm feeling in here. Is that something you can agree to? Now, when I say you must vow, I mean I would prefer it. First, out of character, point of clarification. Did you mean unless I can trust them with my life? No. You meant it the other way. I did mean it the other way. I just wanted to make sure. Verifax is saying that if you tell people this, you are potentially putting them at mortal danger. Yeah, okay. Yes, I agree to your terms. To your request. So shall this answer just be for you, then? Yes. Very well. How do you, Arnus Gray, kill Pathox? I will tell you, it will not be easy. As far as the means, the method, there's nothing special you will need. What I can tell you is that when the time comes, you will be tempted tempted to spare the god of chaos. You have to want them dead and gone. It will be a difficult moment for you. The choice will not be easy. As far as we are concerned, we celestials, we do not have a preference strongly one way or the other. The knowledge that we get of Pathox. His effect on the world is interesting, to say the least. The more things change, the more we have to learn, and the better we get at judging. But without, it would make things simpler. So while I cannot necessarily wish you well in this task, I'm also not going to attempt to stop you. It would be a great blow to the Pantheon, but not the end. Things will continue. And Barifax begins to step back, but pauses for a moment. My apologies, Aranis. Do you wish the rest of your questions to be in private as well? Just one. 
Very well. Um, I already asked about killing Pathox. When Coram set us the task, he gave us one piece of advice. And I need to know, what did he mean when he said, it is our children that hurt us the most? Hmm. Barifax's eyes widen mm. and then squint down at you. I think I should know that shit. <laughs> Darvin and Vale, you can see the central book, the true history of Skyrend, glow so very brightly and shoot down into this little Barifax dome. <laughs> I wish you had not asked that question. It is... Most definitely a secret. <sighs> so happy you're just to say. You should take that uh, up with Coram. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I know. Um, <laughs> but luckily it overlaps with your first. Gods are immortal, but not immutable. Not impervious. The truest damage that can be done, the worst of it, can only come from, well... They breathe deep, get very close to you. few inches now in between your faces. Just to let you know that this is serious information. It is only our children that can truly harm us. Only those that we have created. And it does not matter how immediate that creation is. It's not always parent-child. It can be parent-grandchild, great-grandchild. However far down the line you wish to go. People think of family trees as ever-growing. But what they don't realize is it can be chopped down. I trust that satisfies the question, Aranus. I've got about a thousand more, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could give me one because you still only have two. Yeah, except I can't, though. Not literally right here standing in his presence. I can't do that. Right. You can ask whatever you want. Barifax is clearly willing to give you information, regardless of how dangerous it is. Yeah. But I mean, even being mildly obtuse, that's pretty... It's pretty straightforward. Even if yeah. the god of chaos is a little... Like, the lineage, like the family tree part, would be a little less clear than, say, like, the elven god, right? As in, like, an elf is going to do more damage to an elven... To the elven god than a halfling, right? That's pretty clear, right? Unless that's not what he means at all. No, no, you're you're, um, uh, you're reading it correctly. It's very hard for me not to speak in some sort of metaphor or analogy in this because it is cosmic scale. Yeah. We put on one of the masks. That's, I mean, that's pretty much it. Which I called weeks ago, by the way. I said that one of us is going to have to go and follow Pathox, kill Pathox. Yeah, we talked about that. Oh, Barifax didn't say nothing about a mask. The other option is to find out if Pathox has any actual children. Oh, that's true. Or convert to pathoxism without the mask, but... Yeah, that's People convert to coramism without going out and murdering a bunch of people. Right. They can just revere the process without being an active part of it. <laughs> they don't have to be a monk to be a follower of coram. There. Okay. All right. My third question does not have to be in part of it. Okay. I mean, it could be, but I mean... So you let Barifax know that uh, your final question can be for the group at large. And they step back to the other side of the chamber growing to their full size and expanding their wings out now so that all four of them are surrounding all four of you. Darvin and Vale, 
you once again see Arnus and Barifax. Well, Arnus, you do have one final question. What would you ask of me? Who is my mother? Okay. That is a very simple answer. What does Arnus already know about his mom? The most that my dad would ever say is that she's a wood elf and I'm not allowed to go looking for her. Wow. wow. So by asking you this question, you're defying your father's desires. Wow. That's a, that's wow. a feel, Arnus. That's right. You're. That, I know who my damn mom is. is my dad's is, already dead. Daddy's loot way a little dead. heavier after asking yeah. me. But also, shut your face, Dale. You've clearly shown yourself to be rebellious in the past. <laughs> and Gray is your father's last name, yes? Yep. So, Arnus, all you know about your mother, all that your dad told you, was that she is a wood elf and you are not to go finding her. Arnus has theories. What are Arnus's theories? They don't have to be correct. <laughs> I, that's why I want to ask you now before I give you any more information. <laughs> what are Arnus's theories? I mean, Arnis may have picked up on, like, hints or clues throughout their childhood with their dad before he passed away. Also, you could just be a dumb kid and not know any better. Yeah. My mom's a secret agent. I don't know about that one. No, I, no. But my theory was always based on, like, like, if she's a wood elf, there's not really any reason why I wouldn't be able to go looking for her unless there's some reason why I can't be her kid. Mm-hmm. Um... Which seemed to me, not knowing anything about wood elf culture, <laughs> but knowing what I knew about human culture, it meant that she was, at the very least, someone important. <laughs> and at most, whatever the equivalent of, like, a, a high wood elf would be. So, like, so like, <laughs> do wood elves have tribes, or is it something else? Like, I, don't, I don't know if I'd call them tribes. Whatever the equivalent of like a, a, a queen, a leader of some sort is, or like a princess, like daughter elder. of somebody important, like daughter of an elder, or like... Oh, they're probably definitely elders, but yeah. wood elves, at least of Sarakar, are still under the rule of King Aldabas, in name. Right. If they are rebellious, like, you are Aranis, you know, fuck the king, whatever. Yeah, but then... Or at least <laughs> screw that one count. I don't yeah, know about your really, feelings on the king. I mean, um, you know, he's not okay. great either. But, um, like, whoever the, so, I assume, like, daughter of, like, the leader of a band yeah. or tribe or whatever. I, I've got a fairly solid idea for where that is. Um, Those were Arnis's theories. They don't did, have to be right. <laughs> they're not exactly. Sneak preview. It's fine. Arnis, did you... Did your dad ever talk about your mom? Like, even in a conceptual way? Do you know what drew them together? Do you know, were they ever officially married? Was this a long-standing relationship? So... What does Arnest like... I know this, like, might fall under the... All I know is that she's a wood elf. But I'm curious. Just because... So I bugged him about it a lot. Because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a kid, and that's what kids do. Yeah. My dad used to tell me stuff like, I loved your mom very much... Mm-hmm. I was sad to have to walk away from her or to be forced to. He let slip once. Mm-hmm. Um, never used that word again. Never forgot it. <laughs> did he ever say if he played for her? Yeah, and he did. Okay. He talked about it only in the vaguest of terms, but used to say that music is what brought them together. Okay. Okay. So you ask Barifax who your mom is. 
and you've got just such minimal information, just scraps here and there of just kind of feelings and the vaguest idea that she is at least somewhat important wherever she was from or currently is or was at the time. Your mother, Aranis. I'm sorry to hear that you do not know her. It is a shame. Your mother. She is not hiding from the world. She may not have been present in your life, but she is still present. Do you even know her name? I don't. Her name is Adriana Balfall. She's a wood elf. She's a wood elf of some note. Not royalty or nobility. She does not hold a religious office. But she does attend to one who does. Your mother is the second of the Viscount of Crowbot. She is a talented woman, at least as far as we know. And she serves the Viscount well, both in council and in action. Arnis. I trust... No. I hope that you will be responsible with the knowledge you've gained today. It is up to you. I be safe <laughs> if you can. Do you have follow-ups for me? No. Did you get um, everything? You need to ask about the frog people. All I have is giant chief frog people. That's it. Glowy eyes from way back in the day, but I mean, if you if you all need a minute to converse amongst yourselves, Barrowfax will give you time. There's not a clock okay. here. Okay. You, there's not a deadline. Barrowfax has nowhere to go. They are not under time crunch. They are immortal. They are in a library. They will just continue to read and learn. And honestly, a few hours out of their day is nothing in the long scheme of things to them. Nice. Darvin, Master Grimm, are you ready? Not quite. I confer with my car master just a moment. Take your time. Thank you. Putting the urge to call him Barry because I don't want to piss him off. He's so nice. By the way, your mom probably serves someone who serves all winter. So there's that. Anyway, only other thing I can think of are those glowy eyes from way back in the day. Are you sure those were not just like spiderling dudes? I don't think so. What? Glowy eyes? So were those ones that were way back in the day. Way back in the day. When you were first traveling south, there were some eyes glowing in the darkness watching you. I'm pretty sure those were like. Remember when, like, a day later we were attacked? I'm pretty sure that's what was following us. I disagree for reasons. Sentinels don't have eyes. I disagree for uh, reasons, but I think they're out of character reasons, and mm-hmm. it, and also I'm not sure that it matters that much. Like, I'm curious, but I don't think it's relevant information. Well, it may be interesting information. I I will caution you out of character that, like, man, only if you have no other questions. Like, yeah, yeah. I thought there's, some in, there's some new information there that might push you guys in a direction. But, but that's pretty, I don't know if it is direction. germane or important right. I'm to where that. you're all at right now in your own tales. Yeah, I'm getting that. It's more just curiosity. There's got to be something better. So we've got the giant oh, chief. I got the giant chief. You got the grong. How to help the grong. Yeah, they're right not frog people. I mean, you call them grong, frog people. Verifax will correct you. Like, fucking hard. <laughs> Well, not hard. And I would look stupid. But yeah. Stupid. You look dumb. I could ask something about... Do we know that Patches is Pathos? We've kind of put it together at this point. 
is based it, on the memory and our own experience. Do you want me to ask for confirmation, or is that like pretty much I don't none? think we need confirmation. Okay. I'm pretty sure y'all want to go and confront Patches at this point anyways. Yeah, and just be like, dude, so um, we don't need that confirmation. There's got to be one other thing. There has to be something. I mean, you wanted to ask that question? I'm not going to ask him to ask him for another go, though. Which... Well, How do you know. take the power of a god? How do you take the power of a god? Or what, what is a god's source of power? Uh, Either of which are uh, good questions if you ask me. But Just keeping in mind, out of character, he's going to kill you with the same deal he put me. Right. But Darwin wouldn't know that. Well, I'm in Darwin. Well, right, but Darwin knows. Something happened, probably. Yeah. Right. You, you definitely knew which what artist wanted to ask. Had one question left. Okay. okay, how do I... I mean, you can certainly... How do I take the gun's power? That seems like a pretty good question. It's a good question. You certainly heard Vale ask their question, and you heard Verifax's answer, and you definitely know you want to go fight Pathox at some point. And this might help us towards that. <laughs> Knowing okay. how to power down a god, not a bad thing. So that's, pro- okay. that's probably the good thing. Unless anyone's got anything better, I think I'm set. Okay. All right, let's come back then. Uh, several minutes pass as the three of you are chatting away, discussing what else still needs to be known. Barifax turns to you, Garvin, as your private discussion comes to a close. Are you ready, Master Grimm? I am. Thank you for your patience. What would you ask of me? Okay, first, how do I assassinate the giant chief, Durkroth, without... Invoking the wrath of his people. A simple question on giant culture. But you are trapping yourself in your own words. Assassinations lead to trouble. But deaths, on the other hand, do not always. Giants are proud. Giants follow those who can lead them the best. It is not unheard of for chiefs and other elders to be challenged even to the death. These deaths are, if not honorable, at least binding. Hmm. A contract forged in battle, in which the victor vows to lead their people to glory and prosperity. If you wish to challenge the chief in this manner, know that it is not a duty that one can step away from easily. Abdicating is a sign of weakness. Okay. What is your second question, Darwin? Second question is, how do we help the grung from their sickness? <sighs> I will assume you mean those to the south of us, in the frost swamps. Correct. They are terribly ill. All of them, from the moment they are born, when they are little grung poles. <laughs> and we are aware of their sickness, and most certainly aware of its cause. It is quite unfortunate for them. They are clever people. The problem with the Grung is in their birthing pools. It is contaminated. In time before, the water here was clean and flowing, but it has since flooded and stagnated and frozen, at least in parts. At the bottom of this is a knot, which you may have also heard of as a bulb. It is frozen, and it is wreaking havoc on their children. If you wish to save them, you must extinguish it. I would advise you 
to seek out Baron Misha of Bristol Shores. Whether they know it or not, they can aid you. Well, Master Grimm, you have the final question. One last question. How do I take a god's power? Ah, I see. Barifax stares at Vale for a moment. <laughs> it's to be expected that you'd be curious. Well, there are two ways, of course. The first, arguably the more difficult, is killing them. The dead have no power. Your god has seen that. The second would be to drain it. Gods have an immensely strong connection to the magical forces of the world. And it would take an artifact of, well, to be blunt, a god themselves to drain it away. Not necessarily from that same god. There are items in the world that can do such a thing. God fucking damn it. What? I told you we should have kept it. I told you we should have kept it. You keep that piece of shit. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, go ahead. There are a number of artifacts in the world that can do this. The last one known on this continent is Brumble's Mantle, crafted by the god of plants. Well, to be more precise, originally crafted by them. I hope the three of you have found today educational. It certainly has been for us. Now, before you leave... Sam, Tamani, we do not like violence here, but I do believe that it is, as your friends say, you are acting to protect, which is noble and is certainly needed in this world. However, it is not needed here. We are not a threat to you. Barifax extends a hand outwards in Sam's direction and... A strip of their robe comes flying off and wraps around Sam's neck like a collar. And it seals around his neck, not with a knot, like a continuous piece of fabric. This will ensure that you do not harm any more Celestials. What you do outside of that is not my concern. You will not be a threat to us, as we are not a threat to you. You can see Sam pulling at it a little bit. Tried to yank it off, but it just, no matter how much he pulls, it stays snug and solid. And he's got this white kerchief on now. Dapper. Ah. Could have gone worse. I'm not thrilled by it, but it could have gone worse. Well, you all did very well in the trial, so sue me. No, no, I mean, like... (laughs) No, for Sam. No, yeah, that's what I mean. You all did well. He did well. He didn't have to do anything stupid for you guys. Aside from the instigating act. Thank you for visiting our temple. We hope that you found it informational, and you find yourselves to be fairly judged. It is a difficult road you have set yourselves on. If you do not falter, you may be successful. But victory may not look as you imagine it. And the door behind you opens. Which is basically our cue to get out, right? (laughs) All right. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. You are welcome. 
Barifax motions to the open door now behind you. <laughs> and we exit out yes. the open door behind us. Yep. Okay. And you're all heading up are to you, the main floor. Are you leaving the temple now, or are you just going to go up to the lobby? I, I wanted to find Foyer. one more thing that I should be able to find in the, in the general archives. The general archives are very big. It depends oh. on what you want, and then it depends on what you roll. I want to um, know the location of this changeling city that you said I should be able to find easily. Mm. You first described it to me. I said you'd be able to recognize it, so this is like a first Google image search is what you're looking for. <laughs> um, how do you want? Do you want to search books for this? Do you want to talk to celestials about this? What's the method here? I mean, there's a difference between recognizing a place and... I want to find the local celestial in the temple who's an expert in geography. Had I realized this was going to be this hard, I might have... No, I wouldn't have changed my questions. No, I don't think you have to change your questions either. Well, the first celestial you come upon is Talia Tulu. The the celestials are not wearing name tags as to their specialties, or even names. Hey, um, how'd it go in there? Well, we got our answers to what we wanted, but I'm still looking for one more piece of information. You must be so off. Sorry, you must feel so honored to, to be able to get information from Bear Facts. It's very special. Yes, it was very special. Could you point me in the direction of someone who could help me find a location based on a description of it? Uh, may- maybe? Um, hmm. Veil Roll Persuasion. That was like the worst celestial ever. <laughs> oh, yeah, Persuasion. Persuasion. It's fifteen. Not terrible. No, actually, not bad. Well, you know, we do we do have lots of maps. If if you want maps, um, uh, lots of drawings. Uh, if you want someone who actually has been everywhere, let's see. Oh well, uh, I think I think Ovid's the big cartographer around here. Um, I oh. I guess we could try to bother, bother him. Oh, oh boy. Uh, this way. How do we find the only celestial with does... extreme social anxiety? Why does Tony always sound like he's sweating? <laughs> like tearing off strips of his gown and just doing. He this. always sounds like he's sweating. Like what is? What's going on, buddy? Uh. Darwin and Aranis, are you going with Vale? Uh, yeah, I suppose. Sure, why not? Okay. I don't know if there's other things you wanted to do or talk about in private. Yeah, you're all welcome to come along. Talia will escort you in and out of several halls and studies before you enter a large room with a globe in the center. The walls are lined with scrolls of maps. Standing at one of these walls is another very tall celestial, much like Goshia was. This is Ovid. Ovid's clothes are red. He is standing with a number of scrolls tucked under an arm, a couple tucked under some wings. His fingers are inky, and he has several pairs of glasses on his head, one of which is currently pulled down as he is inspecting a map. 
Um, this is this is this is Ovid. Uh, let's be polite, okay? <laughs> be polite. Uh, and, and Tolly will escort the four of you up to Ovid. <coughs> um, oh, Mister Ovid, sir. Um, excuse, excuse us. Ovid turns around quickly, pushes their glasses up a little bit. Ah, yes. Hello, hello. Uh, Oh, Talia, what do you want? Oh, they um, had a map map question for you. Um, can you help? And Ovid just like Ovid looks at you all as if you're all wasting his time. Okay. Well, um, Ovid, I, I won't take any more time of your any more of your time than necessary. So I'm gonna get straight to the point. I'm looking for a village and uh don't know where it is, but since you seem to be the master of that sort of knowledge, Talia brought me to you to help me find this location. <sighs> Talia's always bothering me. Talia's always bothering everyone, by the way. <sighs> well for some A village, that's very vague. There are villages everywhere. Yes. Countless well, not countless villages. I've counted many of them. Be more precise. And I fully explain, and am as precise as I can, description of the village that I saw in my vision. Including who lives there? Yes. Okay. That's good. That's important information. Like, census information. Kind of key. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a bunch of houses. Ah, well, that's, that's a changeling village. There's a number of those here in Sarakar. Uh, Mostly south and to the east. They don't tend to get too close to the water. I mean, not that they can't take the cold or the wetness, but trees offer a bit more cover. Um, yeah, there's a few of them you could check out. I can't be certain exactly which one you want. Um, not without any names or, you know, geographical information here. Well, now, based on the uh, building materials you mentioned and plant life... And changelings. I'm just going to assume that that's here on Sarakar, because if you're talking about off of Sarakar, then oh man, does it get uh, a little bit more wild. It seems small enough. Uh, it could have been the village of Royfeld, Duncan, or Carlin. Okay. Uh, thank you for your assistance in this matter. We will be now no longer bugging you. Hank Barifax. Talia, really... Next time, make an appointment. Good day. And I exit. And Talia leaves with you. I'm, so, I'm sorry they were so rude. Um, it was really my fault. I shouldn't have gone up to them. They were right. I was be like, you got to stand up for yourself, kid. Yeah. But I'm not like that, so I'm just going to keep walking. <laughs> Except I sort of am. Dude, why are you such a pushover? And they're they're all much higher ranked than me, and much uh, much higher place here in the temple than I do. I'm just a yeah, just 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 a servant here. Um, it's a how do you think they got to be higher ranked? It wasn't by letting all of the people above them walk all over them. Oh no, um, no. I mean, you, you, even if that were no, no, I. I'm. Uh, Arn is role persuasion. <laughs> Talia Tulu wants to say something like here, he but wants... I don't know if they feel safe. 
Oh, that's fair. I mean, we didn't accidentally get a boulder sent at their head, and... You did also heal them, but... Yeah, I guess I did. I crit. Fuck. Hey. Rolled one dice tonight. Nice. One die. It's a good crit. It is. After you leave this map room, as you're on your way back towards the entrance of the building, Arnis Talia will pull you close and, uh, like, lean down. I mean, they're still taller than you. They're not as tall as the rest of the Celestials here, but he'll he'll lean down. Um, even if I stood up for myself, I wouldn't get anything better. I'm I'm kind of like you. I'm I'm only half Celestial. It's uh, all I could do just to stay here. I don't want to rock the boat. So why do you stay? I, I don't have anywhere else to go. Neither did I. Wait, wait. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Join us. I went. <laughs> I mean, so I went to I went to Bard College, right? But I don't really. I'm not a bard. I don't play music. I don't. <laughs> okay. All right, Talia. You don't have to be a bard to make your way in the world. You just have to have some guts. Oh, I I don't know about that. Um, I don't know what I would do. Like if I left, what would I, I don't have anywhere to go. Like, <sighs> Go and just be alone. At least there's other people here. Okay, side note, I'm like out of character. Do you really want me to convince this guy to come with us? Because I can do it. I rolled a 20. <laughs> I just feel we need another hangout. Yeah, he's this was a little annoying. He's probably fun like Sam. He's probably not skilled in combat like Sam either. I'm not against your instinct to try and help him a little bit though. Yeah, no, I, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm just like, I, because <laughs> if I tell him, we'll be your buddies. He'll totally do it, but I'm just... Okay. Um, I know you don't really have any reason to trust me, Talia. I mean, we got a giant rock thrown at you. Yeah, I remember the rock. But... Good times. Believe me when I say the people you need will find you. I didn't start out looking for these two, but I got them. Yes, uh-huh, Arnis is a uh-huh. sap. Welcome. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do something that I probably should never do. Arnis, roll persuasion with advantage. Oh my god. Oh wow. This is weird. <laughs> well, it's a 19 on the die. This one's a 26. I, I mean, if I. If, 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 if. If I go. Do I tell people? Is it okay just to sneak out? I mean, I'm pretty sure that's against the rules. That I can't tell you. What I can tell you is that your life will be better without people walking all over you all the time and thinking you're less than. Oh, I kind of am, though. But you're not. You're just not like them. Wait outside until he runs off. You're close enough to the front entrance that you could go outside if you wish. I think he got somewhere. I feel like we're taking on a celestial only because this dude is not going to know how to protect himself. Not sure that's true. What are you guys doing? I said I I wait outside. Sure, why not? Okay. And I sort of inform them of what's going on, although they wouldn't have a problem with the fact that he's half celestial. So wait, were we there? No, he pulled me. I mean, uh, he only pulled you to whisper the fact that he's the head. Okay, so let's gotcha, I'm pretty gotcha. sure everybody heard the rest of that the conversation. The rest of it, okay. okay. Got it, so we missed that part. Yeah. I think you could infer based on what Arnis was saying. Like, Okay. Yeah. He told me to wait and then ran away. So I don't know what's going on. 
But I have a feeling that having just convinced him to do something that might be, like, against uh, the rules here, I feel like I should wait. Something he wanted to do, though, apparently. Of course he did. He was being treated like dirt. You go outside. It's midday. And you can see Wyatt feeding his horse. Just out. Just over yonder. Wyatt sees you all exit. And he starts coming over. He grabs his horse by the reins, just kind of like trotting them over. Sam is just constantly tugging at that little collar that he's got on now, growling at it a little bit. It's not coming off. That's an amusing image. Hello, travelers. Finished in the temple already. We uh, got what we needed. Mostly, we're finished. We're the closest facsimile that we're going to. What? Are you still looking like Vale? Are you? Who are you looking like, Vale? Vale, who are you? Oh, crap. Um, <laughs> so many uh, questions. So many uh, I've never shifted. I haven't shifted. Uh, but I would have shifted before I left the building because, yeah, not about that life right now. So I look like Kara, which he's seen. In which case, yes, yes. Wyatt definitely recognizes you, and he is ecstatic to see Kara. You're looking in much better spirits now, Miss. I trust that things have been mended since last we spoke. Some things have been mended, some things have been broken, <laughs> but it's generally overall better. I'm glad to hear. Are you and your companions heading out then? The, uh, the plan. Soon. Soon? Uh, what are you waiting for? Uh, we were told to wait. <laughs> huh. I was told to wait. Interesting. In which case, may I wait with you? Absolutely. I've been waiting for a while. Um, you said that you were told... Who told him? That he should come here and like something would open up to him. Like, remind me why he's here again. God sent him here. Uh, the human god. The human god. Yeah, sent uh, him Adaris. Here. Uh, yes, Adaris told him to come to the temple and to wait. Like, no further instructions. So, okay. Wyatt has been spending his time painting, riding around the countryside, and studying. Huh. I love them big gods. I feel like his purpose is about to get dropped in his lap. <laughs> oh, what are you gonna look? I'm not gonna a. I'm not gonna tell him that this is why God sent him here. I'm not gonna do that. The human God. I'm not gonna tell him that. He has to figure that out for himself. I'm not gonna do that. Okay. But this dude clearly needs some guidance. So I'm not gonna pretend okay. I know what the human God wants for this okay. guy. I'm not gonna try to do that because that's oh that's mean. I have enough gods angry at me. I don't need another one. Especially since I'm half human. I don't uh, need my own half a god angry at me. <laughs> So do you mind if I wait with you for a while? Not at all. Until you leave? Oh, not at all. Great. Um, would you care to join in some more uh, wine? Like, our <laughs> is going to yeah. say no. I've got water as well if you are less thirsty. Or more thirsty, because, you know, drink water when you're thirsty. <laughs> Why will uncork a wine skin and a water skin, take a few drinks, pass it along. So folks, get your answers that you were looking for. More or less. Uh, yeah. I'll agree with Darwin, more or less. And where are those answers taking you? Um, Quite a few places, actually. Hmm. All over the continent. It's a big place. Currently mostly <laughs> headed south into the snow again. Uh, hmm. yeah. yeah. Thank God we have that winter garb. Do I still have winter <gasps> garb? It's in the boot. No, it's not. <laughs> you don't Didn't have Didn't his get garb. shredded? <laughs> it did yes. by that one We have to go buy you Yeti. more. I need new winter Damn it. Let's not worry about that right now. It's true, though. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that you made it through the trials, all right. 
and as peaceful as it is to stay here and study at the temple and paint, it is a bit stagnant. <laughs> I envy the adventures that await you. And as he says this... In my head, I'm thinking, you really shouldn't. <laughs> you really... <laughs> as he says this, Talia Talu busts out of the front door in a panic, sweating profusely, has a bindle of yellow silk over their shoulder. Oh, oh I... Gonna do something... S- Just silly. Stupid? I don't know. Yeah. Oh. It's the only way to go, man. I'm terrified. But, Arnis, I guess I have you to thank. You're right, dude. Yeah. Oh, good luck wherever you're going. Thank you. I'll I'll see see you later? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Just remember. Oh, it's big out here. (laughs) Talia, remember. Huh. You're not dirt. Just because they say so. Oh, I didn't call me dirt. I mean, you're they call me other things, but not yeah. dirt. Yeah. Whatever they called you, you're worth more than that. Oh, I hope so. I hope. Oh, I don't know. We'll see. Oh. I'm a half elf. Uh, you want to tell me that elves didn't like shit on me my whole life? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are we gonna compare shitty, uh, shitty treatment by other races? No. It's not a contest. It's not a contest. I'm just saying I know what it means to be half of something. Okay. Especially when the one half is kind of dicks. <laughs> so, right now outside of this temple, Temple of St. Phaleron, there's the three of you, there's Sam, Wyatt, and Talia, and horses for five of you. Oh, yeah. I've got your horses out here. Don't forget. What are you all doing? I mean, you you all have many different places I know now that you might end up going. Quest log is very full. <laughs> it just got fuller. Yeah, I think before you leave, you need to decide where you're going. I think the question is, where is the nearest destination? Where are we and where are all the other things? <laughs> yeah. Let's compare the map and set our location to the nearest location. Well, I don't think the three of you have ever been here before and are fairly ignorant of the uh, geography of the eastern half of this continent. Man, we have the fucking map guy. Man. Not anymore. You want to go back in? No. Bug him again? But. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Sam has done some traveling. Wyatt has certainly done some traveling as well. Talia has been pretty much in the temple. Uh, yeah, for most of my life. Um, yeah, it's fine. So, do you want to go based on what's closest, or do you want to go based on something you feel is most important? I'm down with closest. I think between Sam and Wyatt, they can help you piece together where things are. Well, let's, okay, let's take a minute. Let's take a minute. Sit right there. Yeah. Let's go through locations, and then I can tell you where they are on this map. I think the only one that you actually needed help in finding would the one that Vale wanted to find. Just because you didn't have a name for it before. But since you have names, you've got knowledgeable people with you. I'm going to go kill a high priest of corn. I don't see any problems with that. Okay, what is that, what is that dude's name? Malcius. M-A-L-C-I-A-S. Okay, I got it right. Yes. Nice. You got that? You got kill Pathox on there, obviously. I wrote go see patches. Put kill Pathox <laughs> on here. 
And then I've got three potential changeling villages I want to, I want to visit. Okay, so your personal thing, right, mm-hmm. besides killing Pathox, is to find the changeling village, kill Malthus. And take care of the city of Earl. Right. Okay. Oh, right. Which is a town thing. Right. Yeah, okay. I think uh, yeah, You personally, you want to kill the giant dude? I think that's all I have. That's my that personal it? one, is kill the, okay. kill the giant sheep. I have by. generally, right, we need to help the grum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now that I know who my mom is. I want to find her, but I feel like that's going to end poorly, but I want to do it anyway. And then... Uh, I support you in this endeavor. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might. It's fine. Okay, so, outside of the Temple of St. Phalara, you're all discussing where to go next, what it is you need to do, all these new things that you've learned and you want to go take care of. What are the places that you have on your list? Um, I am asking you for this information. I want to show you where they are on the map. Okay. The Frost Swamps. The Frost Swamps, okay. Right now, you're at the Temple of St. Phaleron here in the northeast portion of Sarakar. Mm-hmm. Frost Swamps are south a ways and a little bit west. Uh, you're going to have to go through a lot of forest region. There's There are some old roads that lead in that general direction. The Frost Swamps are here okay. on a slightly, uh, slightly northern latitude from where Karami is, but at least... A few weeks south from where you're at right now. Okay. Yes, several weeks, in fact. If you because straight path there, there are no roads. Okay. We have to take the long way, is what you're saying. There are roads that go around, and you can get there that way. Okay. Um, just telling you the direct paths. Okay. Yeah, you do know there's. If you were to go back to Capris, there is a road that goes south. That's how they got Sock back to the Grown Village. Okay. You were heading east when you left Capris. Okay. Uh, what else do we have? The Giant Village. Oh, the Giant Village. Dirkroft. Yeah, you know where that's at. That is all the way down here in the Winter Belt. Yeah. Just east of Earl is where the Giants are. The last time you encountered them was at the base of Vongfeld Peaks near the mouth of the Sourleaf River. That is months away by any stretch of the imagination. Okay, yeah. But it is highly adjacent to Earl. Okay, so those two things are close to one another. If you're going off-roading, it's very, they're very close to one another. Geography-wise, mm-hmm. at least they're like, okay. Geography-wise, like a few days apart. It's a rough few days, but a few days. Okay. What else? Crowbar. Ah, where your mom's at. Mm-hmm. That is actually just east of the frost swamps over here in the hills. It's also probably a few to several weeks south if you were to head straight there. It's a rather hilly area, but it is adjacent to the frost swamps. Okay. Remind me what city Patris was in again? He was in Capris when you last saw him. He was in Capris. Okay. Okay. Which, Um, on horse, that only was like a week or so away. It's not super far. What's next? Malcius. Malcius, the, the per- priest? Yes. The quorum priest. Yes. Oh. Libera. He's in the city of Libera. That's right. Who boy, that is far away. This is Libera here, south of Earl, south of the giant village. Sorry, the giant territory. Also months away. Very cold down there. Very dark. Probably one of the last vestiges of true civilization as you're heading south in Sarakar. There's a very, well, there's a peninsula south of that that is very rough terrain before you just get to the ocean. 
All right, and the last thing are the potential change in villages. It's the last thing? Yeah, um, because you already hit Earl. What about the one Starvin's was asking about? Right. Uh, that's not that's, the last one. That's Dirkcroft. No, 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 there was another place. Uh, Bristol Shores. Oh, right, I forgot about that. For... Oh, the, the Bramble that's thing. For the, that's for the uh, frog people. No. Brumble's Mantle. Seek Brumble's out. Mantle. I oh, know, that's the... Oh, the item. Mm-hmm. That we would uh, need that would help us to kill a god. To drain power. To drain power from a god. From a god. It's called Brumble's Mantle. Mm-hmm. Brumble's. Originally crafted by Brumble, the god of plants. Yeah. They told you to seek out uh, Berenicia there? Yes. I think? Yes. Okay. Berenicia. That was important. Sorry, I forgot that. Bristol Shores, um, south along this road on the eastern shoreline of Sarakar. It is about here. So less than two weeks by horse, especially considering that that's a road. It may not be, like, the bestest road, considering this region of the continent, but it is at least a road. And yeah, that's where Bristol Shores would be. I think Wyatt knows of it. Um, we'll go more to that if you decide to actually go there. But let's get through the rest of these anyways. Uh, what were the other three places? The Changeling Villages. All right. I feel Duncan and Carbon. I'd like to visit them before I go to Earl. Good news. In my list of things to do. Royfeld lies several weeks south of the Frost Swamps. It is also on the eastern shore of Sarakar. It is located at the uh, crux of a bay, fairly close to the, to the winter belt. So it gets very little light down there. It's very cold. Duncan and Carlin are much farther south. So Duncan is about a week and a half, two weeks northeast of the giant territory. Is located fairly far away from the beach, probably about a week away from the shore. There are no known roads that lead there. Not like main roads. There might be like trails and stuff. But it's not a big enough place that people would have traveled to it regularly. Carlin is just south of Vongfeld Peaks on the eastern side, whereas Earl is on the western side. It is also a pretty rough place. Uh, a few days away from the eastern shoreline, being in the winter belt, it is, as Earl was, dark and cold. And also, as it is very close to the Giants' territory, um... Probably not the most accepting at Outsiders. <laughs> I think... Those are the last three places? I think so. Okay. You've got new dots all over this map. <laughs> places where you could go. The closest ones would be returning to Capus to go see Patches, or traveling along the eastern coastline to get to Bristol Shores. If you were to head south... It might be smarter to do Bristol Shores before Patches. Yeah. Also knowing that Gostrom's out there wanting to F with us, and that we've got a bunch of other guys that we keep bumping into and not enjoying their company, I'd like to have that little bit of potential oomph in our pocket. Leverage? Yeah, that'd be good. So Bristol Shores, then. Mm-hmm. So as you're all out here in front of the temple discussing where to go next, it sounds like you want to go to Bristol Shores first. Mm-hmm. It is comparatively close by, only a week or two by horse south down to get there. Why has been in that area most recently? I didn't go into the city myself. It's it's a glum place. Ah, but Baron Misha is hard at work there. Be respectful. I don't mean like respectful like 
to bear effects, which I just assume you were. <laughs> you don't know us at all, what? We're always uh, respectful. <laughs> okay. Okay, fine. I'm always respectful. I mean, respectful like you would be to someone who suffered a great loss. Uh. They are devout and loyal. So be kind. Noted. And if you're as helpful as you look, you may make their work easier. Okay. Anything you want to do before you go? Wyatt, this is Talia. Talia, oh, this is Wyatt. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, 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 Mr. Wyatt. Um, it's a pleasure to meet you. Hey. Sticks out an open hand. <laughs> fingers spread real wide. Wyatt just grabs them by the forearm, pulls them in, gives them a nice big hug. Yeah, um, oh, Wyatt is shorter than Talia, so Wyatt's head in Talia's chest, arms wrapped around his waist. Shorty and Talia. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Talia's wings like flash open wide, like, oh, what do I do? <laughs> oh, I'm not touching it. Physical, physical affection, what do I do? Oh gosh, this is strange. I don't, uh, uh, hugs? Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Um, Those two are gonna. That's a fun story. That's a buddy cop movie I'd watch in a heartbeat. So, as the four of you head away from the temple, Sam calls over his horse, Woodward. Woodward! And, and comes clopping over, gray with white spots. Clop, 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 clop. <laughs> Sam and Sniffins separate out of their Tamani form, and they are each wearing matching white collars. <laughs> <laughs> And Sam looks a little bit disappointed that he is still wearing it. Oh. But he hops up on Woodward. Call your horses. I just want to hear your horses' names again so we don't forget them. Because clearly people have forgotten their horses' names. I know my horse's name. I know my horse's name. Call it by name, I whistle. Alright, Vale whistles for their horse. What color is your horse again? It's dark brown. It's a dark brown horse. Alright. Named horse. Vale whistles and horse the horse <laughs> comes uh, galloping over. Darwin. Darwin calls for Daisy the horse. Who comes running over to you? Uh, I call over Aramel. I believe Aramel was the proudest of horses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Aramel was a fancy little. The showiest of horses comes trotting over, head held high, mane swaying in the breeze, thanks to little head bobs. (laughs) And as you go to hop on, they just take a couple little steps forward. To make you miss, and then a couple more steps forward. Yeah, that's all right. And eventually they stop, and you hear a little. Poor Stephen with you. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> and the four of you ride away from the Temple of Saint Phalaron, taking the road east and south towards Bristol Shores. And it is about ten days later when you're coming around the bend. And you see what remains of an old elven city. The bell tower near the side of the road is the only building that stands clean and maintained. Next to it is a massive graveyard, some far more fresh than others. The buildings in this city are either worn and ruined just from lack of repair and elements. Some of them have been crushed by ships that have been thrown out of the sea. The city is quiet. There's not a soul in sight. And as you look east towards the shore, 
you see what looks like a ship graveyard that trails from this city out to the shore. And there, dangling from a rope on a broken mast by their foot, is an elf frantically struggling to find some safety. Below them is a horde of skulls with huge crab legs and claws sticking out from underneath as they eagerly await their new meal. As soon as they see you approaching the city from a distance, you can hear their faint cries. Help! Help! And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at VanessaBlockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at Dibber.mo or at SoundCloud.com slash Dibber Music. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thank you for listening to this chapter at Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.libsyn.com. <laughs>